It is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan is along for the ride as well. Big day around John Boy Media. As some of you may have seen, we have uh, done a few things here. We have rebranded the Chris Rose Rotation Twitter bio and social media. Um, I'm not going to call it a full channel and everything. It's not, but, you know. Our, our handle and we have now called it what ploof chris rose i don't, I don't even know yeah it's just just your name yeah chris rose chris rose is what we're, there's a reason for that because we have delved into the football world nationally it is the first national podcast of course we've got the great podcast the talking giants with bobby and justin they do an amazing job that obviously focuses on the g-men this one is going to be a little more national scope with New Jets tight end CJ Uzama. So we want to welcome him to the John Boy Media family. First episode is up. Please give it a listen. Give it a thumbs up. You'll enjoy him. He's got a great vibe going. So I just want to welcome him. I'm excited for you, man, because I know that this is something that you've been thinking about, tinkering with for quite some time. And it's not easy to get current players to commit to shows like this. So it had to be the right guy, someone that's, you know, understands, you know, part of the grind. And uh, CJ seems to be the perfect fit. I'm happy for you. Just one thing, though. Yes, go ahead. Do not forget who your number one is. (laughs) Stop. Okay? Well, gosh. If you want to be invited to any cool parties, you just remember who your number one is. That's right. You mean like the one that you ditched me for in Denver at the All-Star game? You, look, you never forget that, right? I had to do it one time to you. <laughs> That's how it works. All right. Well, I'm today happy for we you, are, I really am, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I think, you know, we don't, we don't know how periodically we're going to do it, but it's, you know, is it going to be every week? We'll see. We'll see how it, how it turns out. But uh, it's awesome to have him here. And... um Let's get it going with a little baseball, because that's what we do here on Baseball Today. And before we start with the big topics like Aaron Judge and what happened to the Phillies last night and Albert Pujols and all that sort of stuff, I want to give a little shout-out to a kid named Sam DeLauro, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. On the same day that Bryce Harper took a uh, Blake Snell fastball to the thumb and broke his thumb, he got injured while playing Little League and broke his thumb as well. So he and his teammates wrote Harper a letter just basically saying, hey, the same thing happened um, to Sam. Sam isn't going to be able to play the sport that he loves, but we just want you to get well soon as well. It was a cute little letter. So what does Bryce Harper do? He sends little Sam an autographed bat. Bryce Harper, you're the dude. It's amazing. We talk about this all the time. You know, simple acts like that could just mean something and create a memory for someone for a lifetime. You know, Sam, going through that, like as a kid, like when you break something, you're out of commission. All you want to do is play as a kid, especially if you love the game of baseball. Uh, so, you know, something like that from Bryce definitely lifted his spirits. And it was cool on both ends. I love that, you know, Sam and his team decided to write a letter to Bryce yes. and then Bryce for responding. Like, this is such a cool story. I love it. Did you ever write uh, like a class letter to somebody famous? I don't think I did. I didn't. Actually, I know I didn't. Who would you write it to? Um, Our Sunday school class wrote one to the Fonz from Happy Days. Arthur Fonzarelli, Henry Winkler. And he wrote one back. That's awesome. How cool is that? 
cool. Yeah, nowadays it's not, you don't you don't get letters too often. Now it's like no. let me DM this dude. Right. But the right. DMs are a scary place. I don't go in my yeah. DM. No, no, no. Let's They're not scary. slide there. All right, let's slide into this. Aaron Judge, for the tenth time, a player has hit at least fifty homers before the calendar has flipped to September. So how much does your excitement level jump as he tries to set the Yankee single season mark, which of course would be 62? I'm excited about it already, but I don't think it's going to like really capture my attention where I'm going to start watching every single judge at bat until like 58, something like that, I think. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know why that is. Like, I love watching him hit, but there's something like about that 60 number. Like 50 is cool. He joins, uh, I think it was... Mantle and Ruth as the only uh, three Yankees to do it twice in a career because he did in his rookie year as well. He had 52, I believe, his rookie year. Once he gets up towards 60, I think 60 is that magical number, dude. And we're going to have to like cut all the TV shows, go straight to judge. Uh, the one, the homer that he hit last night, I was watching it. It's a slider to dead center. He's in a place right now where he could run off like five, six homers in like a couple games because he has seen the ball so well. He got into his coil. You know, he has the early leg lift. He got into his coil. And there are times, Chris, where the pitcher seems like he's five feet in front of you when he releases that ball. And you feel like you have no time to react and everything's quick. Judge is not at that place. Judge is at the place where when that ball comes out of the pitcher's hand, right at his release point, He's seen it the entire way. It's basically like he's saying, bring that ball into my hitting mm. zone. And if it's in there at all, I'm going to crush it. That's a very good feeling as a hitter. You don't have that all the time. I'm telling you right now, that swing, that swing he took last night showed me he's in the zone. This guy might, I swear, he might run off like five or six the next series. Very rarely will you see me uh, don a Yankees lid. You know, being a Cleveland guy, it's just, it feels icky. Today, it it is well-deserved. It's well-deserved. I'm a huge... I've talked about this ad nauseum. I'm a huge Aaron Judge fan. Huge. When he thumbed his nose at the Yankees offer and said, I'm good for now, back in the spring, people were like, ooh, what are you doing? Well, guess what? Every time he swings that bat, that cast register is going ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. I love it. It doesn't mean that he's going to be leaving the Bronx. The Bronx. I'm just saying he's going to get paid more and more. Dude, bet on himself, and he's going to he's going to waltz past his personal best of 52. I am super excited. 50 is a magical number still for me, and so okay. I will be watching every at bat from here on in. If he's up, I'm watching. I'm just doing it. Um, the fact that he's doing it. In pinstripes, I I think it does make it more special in this sport. And the fact that the Yankees, they kind of need him right now. They've lost their mojo over the last six to eight weeks. Yeah, they have been playing that well. But why does it make it more special? Because it's in pinstripes. I'm curious because everybody says that. Yeah, I I do think that, well, I, I think that 50 is a great, great number. Okay, Maybe I should put it this way. When a star does it. Like when Brady Anderson did it, I was like, what's going on here? Okay. You know, I guess it's when a, when a star does it. And most of the players who are over 50 are stars, right? I guess. Yeah. You know, then in our lifetime, you know, Griffey did it one year and A-Rod's done it. Ryan Howard, so I, I believe. I, yeah. Did he get 50? Ryan Howard. I think he hit 58. Yeah. Stanton's so, done it. Stanton, well. 
And I guess that gets me to my next point, which is I know last night he couldn't be in the clubhouse. I watched his full interview. He couldn't be like, yeah, dude, that was awesome because he was pissed that they lost four to three and that they've lost three of their last four on this trip to Oakland and the Angels. Um, I hope he gets to enjoy this. Too many times guys don't enjoy the ride while it's happening. I hope he enjoys it. He's enjoying it, dude. He has to put that out to the media because if he doesn't, then, hey, your head's in the wrong place, bro. Like, it's about the team. Like, he's enjoying it. I, I know what you're saying, though. Like, he needs to, like, really fully embrace it and take a look around at the things that he's doing. Um, but one, I think he already is doing that. And two, he just wants to stay focused. I'm telling you, he's in this freaking zone right now. I, that swing last night got me so excited because like, I know that feeling, man. Like, again, I, ba- I barely ever had that feeling. Seems like Judge has it quite often, but he is seeing the ball very well. The only guys that have surpassed the 50 home run mark in pinstripes, Maris, Mantle, Ruth, A-Rod, and Judge. It's a pretty good list. Speaking of home runs, Albert, number 694 last night, including a record-setting 450th against a different pitcher. So welcome to the club, Ross Detweiler. He needs six more in the Cardinals' final 34 games to get to 700. What percent chance do you give of him getting there? Oh, man. I, I started crunching some numbers. Before I answer your question with the percentage, I started crunching some numbers here, okay? You know, we're not really like a math company, but I, I can do some arithmetic every now and then yes, you can. he's been yes, averaging can. around like 60 plate appearances over July and August. Okay. So he's going to need to yes. homer at a 10% clip uh, to get there. You know, his career average is like, or this year he's averaging like, I think it's like 6%. So he's got to like step it up last in July or in August, he's at eight. So he can do it, man. He's got to get the plate appearances. He can do it. He's got to get hot. He's got to have like a multi-homer game in there. I'm going to say 40%. Whoa, that's way higher than I'm going to give it. Yeah, like I think like he's been hot. Like the homer he hit last night, that opposite field homer, like he's – that's very impressive. So he's still – he still he didn't even hit that ball that well. He like missed that ball and it went on. I know it was in Cincy. So that that tells me – It sounded good though. He barreled, he, he barreled it. The path is there. We know Albert can do that. He's very comfortable hitting in Cincinnati. I'm sure the ball flies there. But, like, I, he has a good chance to do it. I don't want to give him 50-50 because that's a, a crap answer. I'm going to say a tick below that at 40%. I think he is going to get the plate appearances to do it because we got 34 games. So, say, just say 70 plate appearances. If he stays healthy, 70 plate appearances to get six. six, six. He's got to get hot. I think he can six do it. Six homers and he 70 just hit, plate appearances. He just hit eight and 60 plate appearances in August. I know, but you're always the first one to say that the averages play out, right? You could be smoking hit hot three one the month. month before that. <laughs> right. So we just don't know where that's going to land. I'm rooting so hard for him. I'm rooting so hard. And I'm rooting so hard for all of us. All of us. It's going to be the last guy we ever see hit 700, I think. So. I don't think dudes are going to play until they're 42. I mean, maybe it'll happen somewhere. I, but I it's going to happen. It's going to happen, dude. You think another guy is going to hit 700? I we think only so. have three in the history of the sport that have done it. I think it's going to happen, man. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about anybody. I'm not going to name well, names now. I'm just saying you can't say no, it's that's never going to happen again. That's silly. Now, you're right. He hit eight in August, which was the most in a month by him since June of 2015 when he hit. 13. 
More impressively, he joins Barry Bonds and Carl Yastrzemski as the only guys 42 or older to hit at least eight in a month. So he's still doing it. Now, here's what I do. Are you sick like me, and do you check, like, who the starting pitchers are against the Cardinals for the next seven games? I, I tried to go through the month. It's too much for me. Yeah, well, you can't do the month, but you can do, like, the next week. So it's done tonight. He's a right-hander. Then he's get, he gets two lefties, Minor and Smiley. He's got one homer in 21 at-bats against Minor, one in 15 at-bats against Smiley. I think it just came in Wrigley Field, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. After that, it's a bunch of righties. So I implore teams that are out of the race, like the Washington Nationals, whom he is going to be facing, to please, for the good of the game, throw as many lefties in there as possible. Does your fucking record really matter at this point? No. Does 700 homers matter? Yes. Davey Martinez, I love you. You're a good dude. I've known you for 15 years. For the love of God, put lefties out there now. I'm sure they'll listen to you. Let's just send that clip to, to <laughs> Davey Martinez. Sure, Chris. Sure thing, bro. We'll just put Patrick you know Corbin what, on the mound every, every game. If you put lefties out there, I will put your name ahead of Trevor Plouffe's <laughs> and C.J. Uzama's in the Chris Rose Sports Twitter handle bio. Now, if that's not enough to make you... You know what? I'm going to ask to have my name removed again. Now that I had it in there, I'm over it. <laughs> Dude, I, I hope, I hope uh, Albert gets the at-bats. I really do. You know, it's, oh, I think that's... Yeah. Obviously, it's all going to come down to that. I think if at the very least, at the very least, Chris... He's got to pass a rod, which is no. Oh, he's going. That's yeah. That's oh, what he needs. Three Sorry, more to pass a rod. Yeah, yeah. We need that at least, Albert. Okay, and then get hot a little bit. Hit the oppo. Then you know they're going to try to come inside, pull the hands in, get extension out there. Forty uh-huh. percent chance. You didn't even answer your own question. What's your percentage? Probably like twenty-one. Twenty. Okay. I just don't have much. You know, us Cleveland sports fans, we're like 90% scar tissue. So we're kind of damaged goods. So I'm trying to undersell and over deliver. Okay. That's it. So you believe more. I like that. There you go. Hey, you're still a big trading card guy, right? You love trading cards, don't you? All right. So I want to tell you a little bit about CSG. It is an expert and impartial third party authentication and grading service for sports cards. So after grading, sports cards are encapsulated in an archival, durable, and crystal clear CSG holder that protects and preserves. That is a big deal in the sports card collecting world, correct? Okay. So every CSG certified sports card is backed by the CSG guarantee of authenticity and grade, which is the strongest in the industry. It's all about the grades, okay? Collectors know that they can buy and sell with peace of mind when a card is in a CSG holder because its authenticity and condition are guaranteed. How many times have you looked at something? It hasn't been in one of these protective, you know, sleeves. And all of a sudden you're like, nah, this ain't right. So this one is all about right. In fact, CSG consistently has the best turnaround times and pricing among the leading third-party sports card grading services. And today you will get a promo code you're going to get 15 bucks off your yearly membership. So I want you to go to csgcards.com 
Use the promo code today. You're going to get 15 bucks off that yearly membership. It's real simple. We want to give you the best grading service around, get some protection, and get money off just one thing. Offer expires September 30th of this year. So you got a month to take care of it. Let's go. Chop, chop. I like that. You know, there's a couple other uh, services that take forever. So I've been waiting for another one to arise. And here we go. You got the promo code. Go ahead and do that. Got to take care of your cards. Best series we've got going tonight. Dodgers at the Mets. Oh, it's going to be tasty. Right now, whose roster construction do you like better for a World Series run? They're close, Chris. I like the Dodgers better. You go kind of position by position, if you will. I think you got to give um, offensively the Dodgers. They're a tick above, I believe. Um, right now, I think they're second in the big leagues in OPS+. Plus, You know who's number one? Take a guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. The St. Louis Cardinals. Wow. 118 OPS+. Plus. Uh, the Dodgers are at 117. Uh, the Dodgers, I mean, they're just, it's a long lineup and man, they can hit homers. They can grind out of bats. They can do pretty much anything offensively that you need them to do. Mets don't hit as many homers, um, but they do grind out at bats and they make it tough on the opposing pitch. I'm going to give the Dodgers a nod there. I think starting pitching is also close. I'll give the nod to the Mets in that regard, uh, just because of maybe the name recognition, like DeGrom, Scherzer, and then Bassett. Those, those top three, I think are probably even though Anderson and Gonsolin and Urias have pitched really, really well, I'll just I'll give the Mets that one. And then so you go to the bullpen. I think at the back end, like Diaz is having an incredible year and Kimbrell struggling. But overall, I think the Dodgers have a better bullpen. So I'm going to give the Dodgers a little bit better roster construction. I think they split the series, uh, the four-game set back in L.A. Mm-hmm. I think it was in June. A really close, tight, contested series there. So... This is gonna be one hell of a matchup. Pro- probably the it's it's the best series that we're gonna have in the regular season. I agree. I think it's and the fact it's in New York makes it that much more fun. There's just something special when you're playing under the lights there. Um, you know, so Gonsolin goes on the injured list, and Dave Roberts didn't seem too concerned about this strained forearm. It's sa- it's hard these days with certain guys to tell whether there's a legit injury or they're just hiding a guy for some rest. But I think I it's rest forearm. Like it's, it'd be one thing if somebody said, well, his back was bothering him a little bit like that one. I think you could be like, Oh, that's a rest thing. But strained forearm scares me a little bit. They so, could just pick him out of a hat, Chris. Like, okay, what's your injury going to be this time? Okay. Well, if that's infected true, then, tattoo. Then, okay. Oh God. Now, come on. <laughs> We didn't really get to that yesterday. Maybe we'll get to that on the AMP portion of the program. But I will say this. Both teams are are starting to get healthy, right? Dustin May just came back for the Dodgers. Kershaw, we think, is going to be returning very soon. Blake Trinan could be activated this weekend. To me, that's the one I circle. I I think one of the most interesting storylines down the stretch and going into October is does Dave Roberts have the onions, if he needs to, to make a move to Blake Trinan at the back, oh, back, back. Okay. Just saying. He's already said that. He said that Kimbrough's going to have to earn his role as closer in the postseason. He hasn't earned it yet. Yeah, well, I know. He hasn't. And so if they go to Blake Trinan, I think that's a huge move. And to me, that's 
that might be the biggest difference between these two teams is that with Edwin Diaz, I know lack of playoff experience, all sorts. I get it. But in terms of guys who have been great the last two years, you guys match what Edwin Diaz has done. He's filthy. Yeah. So, but when you look at the lineups, it's freaking amazing with the Dodge. They have almost an 800 OPS, which is almost 60 points higher than the Mets. They have almost 40 more homers than the Mets. It's not like the Mets are a shitty lineup. It's just the Dodgers. You just keep railing. God, they're good. It's so long. I give the Dodgers the edge, but not by much. Like this, 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 this much. In the lineup or a total? No, overall. In yeah, terms of the, I agree. I agree with you. That, the lineup is for the Dodgers. You just can't pick anybody out and say that's an out. I mean, the, the closest thing to that is what Cody Bellinger. Yeah. And a former MVP, like get hot at any moment type guy. Muncie's, you know, getting back on track. It's yep, just so it's, it's just, if you're an opposing pitcher and you're going through the lineup, that's what you do. You say, where are my outs? There aren't any. Yeah. Nope. Good luck by the way this would be a great nlcs all due respect to the champs this would be a great NLCS. the nl playoffs are going to be fucking awesome chris awesome I'm with you. speaking of which bills are currently the five seed but boy what a wild day we had on monday they led seven nothing and then gave up 13 unanswered runs <laughs> just another l or slightly bigger deal because of how that transpired it's just another L. I think you got to tip your cap to the way the Diamondbacks are playing right now. They're playing really well. They just swept Chicago. And they go in. Now they they come back. I think it was the biggest comeback in franchise history. You know, the Phillies look good. I feel like, look, you went and did it against Bumgarner. You put up like seven runs against him. And then, yeah, Ranger got clipped a little bit and the bullpen didn't do their thing. But the, the, the Diamondbacks have been playing really good baseball. Corbin Carroll makes his debut yesterday, gets a knock. Uh, I liked watching him play. Emmanuel Rivera had a couple of big knocks. He's been really good this year. So, like, there's some players down there. Don't forget about mm-hmm. the snakes in the desert. They've been playing well. So, for oh, the yeah. Phillies, tough to lose that game, obviously, you know, when you're up that big. But I think it's a, a wake-up call, a kick in the butt. Like, hey, man, like, when you have them down like that, you got to finish. you got to finish. You can't get lackadaisical. Probably what happened yesterday, but you just put that behind you move forward. Well, it's a bigger deal to Philly fan than it is to the Phillies in uniform. It always is. I'm always amazed at how you guys are able to wash a game away. It, it, you have to do it or you can't make it as a professional baseball player. Um, but Philly fan today is waking up and going, what the fuck happened? Because they only have, you know. <laughs> they probably went to sleep when it was 7 nothing. <laughs> they pay, yeah. And then they really woke up and went, what the fuck happened? Um, <laughs> They only have a three-game lead over Milwaukee in terms of falling out of the playoff race entirely. So, you know, that's yeah. one of these games you're going to circle where you're like, man. A hundred percent. I agree with you on that end. Like, this is going to come down to it. I really believe that's it. It's Milwaukee's the only team that's going to threaten the people that are in the postseason already uh, yeah. in the National League. I mean, the Giants are eight and a half back of a wild card spot. So, year. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're, I mean, Milwaukee's a damn good team, and the Padres and the Phillies and them battling it out for the last two spots um, throughout this last month is going to be like probably one of the bigger storylines in in all of baseball because those are 
three really, really good teams that aren't going to get in. So, you know, when we talk about, hey, it was the wild card, we adding too many teams. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like this was a nice number. We're still getting those heated battles um, come September, just like we wanted. Yep. Yep. Um, wouldn't surprise me if the Phillies go hang a 10 spot. Well, is it Zach Gallon though, going tonight? Let me Who see. Getting it up. Right I think now. it is Gallon. If it's Gallon, then they're not going to hang a 10 spot. Come on, baby. It is Nola versus Gallon. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that, great game. That's great a great game. game. I would fly. I would take a Southwest flight today. Hey, also, you know, we talked about this a little bit. I think Jake and I talked about it yesterday on Baseball Today. Um, as far as like the National League West, like if you're the the Diamondbacks, like you're catching up to the, the you're one game back of the Giants mm-hmm. for third in the NOS. Like you have something to play for. Like in Mister Three Thousand, when they're like, "Hey, man, we can get third place. Like, let's go do it. Like, at least it's something. You got to yeah, find something at this point of the season to play for." You know who was in Mister Three Thousand? Were you in Mister Three Thousand? You're in everything, bro. You're so. F- Famous, dude. I get, uh, I get like a uh, dollar thirty-seven residual checks for Mister Three Thousand, and for uh, Rebound, which was, I was in with. Uh, there was a Martin Lawrence. We did a, we shot a little scene. That's damn. It's hilarious. The residual checks from those movies, hilarious. You got a great agent because the, you've been in so many things, and like you know, you're all right. You're not like. No, no, no. This is back then. Back in the day, they wanted the best damn crew. It wasn't Chris Rose. It was the best damn crew they wanted. So Mr. 3000, uh, Rebound. Oh, and Garfield the Cat. Oh, I love Garfield. Lasagna. Me and Garfield have something in common. Love lasagna. <laughs> hey, dude, you're in every documentary that comes out now, too. I know. That's crazy, right? I haven't even seen the Anne one yet. I watched, uh, I watched the Manti Teo one. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Hey, Manta Teo is just like the nicest guy ever. By the way, he came out looking great in. That. Oh, he, well, like physically, because he looks no, like a freaking well, man rocket too. I know what happened. Yeah. Physically, he looks great, but um, I'm just saying, just you know, like emotionally, yeah, where he is, it, that was a win for him. Good. All right, last thing, real quickly, uh, Marcus Stroman returned to Toronto in a Cubs uniform yesterday. There's a little kid who's holding a sign, how much he loves baseball, how much he loves Marcus Stroman. Stroman comes over, and the kid, the waterworks just start. It's not so much a question, just Stro, love it. Spent some time with the kid. This is what it's all about. Yeah, and I believe when I kind of looked into it a little bit more, this family is from London, and so I think they're going, the Cubs are going to London next year. And he said, hey, next year I got you. All tickets for you and your family. Come on. Stroh's really good with stuff like this. He's one of the athletes that understands how much this means to people, dude. You make yep. fans for life by going and saying hi. Yep. Like, that's the simplest exactly. thing, my people. Yep. But good job for Stroh. He, he's, he's recognized this early, and you know what, man? Like, he's building himself a brand and, and all sorts of things. He's doing it the right way. Yep. Nice work, Marcus Stroman. Two thumbs up from the crew here at Baseball Today. What do you have coming up on John Boy Media? We're recording the midweek episode today for Talking Baseball. Uh, we're going to talk about, about a bunch of stuff. Jimmy's in the house. You know he's been kind of you know back and forth on Talking Baseball as he's really busy now, but he'll be there today. Um, and then also check out the warehouse games. Roller floorball, not rollerball. Floorball. Floorball. floorball championship. It's out. It's awesome. The production value is incredible. 
Um, it hurt me that I wasn't in the finals because you know how competitive I am, but yeah, still a good game. What about you? If you want to hear somebody sing O Canada? Go, go listen to it. Go give it a shot. Um, so we had to, the schedule changed. So the latest episode of uh, Rose Rotation is out with Miguel Rojas. Give that a listen. He's great on a bunch of things, um, including we try to help him out with his fantasy football draft. He's on his own for the first time ever. He tries to help me out with something with a purchase that I've never made before, which might come as a complete shock. Um, just great. He's awesome. Plus the football show with Chris Rose and CJ Uzama, the debut episode is out. Give that a listen on our football channel, please. And subscribe as well. And that's that. And I'll be taping another Rose rotation, but until it actually happens, I don't want to promote it. So there you go. All right. I'm going to go watch that show and be jealous. You should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't be jealous. Enjoy. Just welcome him to the family. You got a really you got a hair you got a harem of handsome dudes that you do shows with, and you know what? Yeah, I'm getting a little jealous. When the when the host is below average, then you have to hire good help. That's, That's what true. Good point, Chris. Yep. Thank you. All right. So for Trevor Plouffe and producer Dan Rourke, who does an outstanding job as always, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.